you very much. Great story. As Dan was asking, if you remember where were you on that day, 9-11, uh, you probably remember it very, very well. Because in moments like that, uh, our memory uh, records everything. Because it's so unusual, so tragic, so sad, and, uh, and so shocking that we put it into the depth of our memory. And today we, together with the whole country, we should remember those who died on 9-11, those first responders who, who also risked their lives, and uh, some of them died. In one single day, uh, more first responders died than ever in the history of the United States. And of course, <clears throat> a lot of things changed since that time. Our life is not the same. And you know, um, in times like that, what comes to my mind is that uh, this type of moments shows the humanity in, in its worst and in its finest as well. And so today, 20 years, ago, that was the time when we all were tested, you know, we all were there, present, we all were glued to the TV, whoever was far away, but those who were there on that place, they uh, were tested. And you know, that this little bit tells us about the last days that are coming. A lot of things is going to be happening that will be shocking, you know, not in a very good way, in a very bad way. So looking at that back, we need to also think that we need to pray that we will be ready when something like that will happen to us. So shall we pray? Father in heaven, we want to remember today those who died on 9-11 and in those three spots uh, today that people are gathering and mourning and grieving and still not easy for those who survived to face the reality that somebody died on that day. So we are praying for those families that lost their, their loved ones and friends and we, uh, we ask you to Put your loving hands around them. Surround them by your love. In, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Today I would like to talk about kindness. And first of all, I would like to ask your definition. How do you define kindness? What does it mean to be kind? Caring. Hmm? Caring. Caring, very good. Caring. Person. Caring. Yes. Right, right, right. Kindness is what we are teaching our kids right from the moment they don't even speak, but we are already telling them thank you and smiling to them. It's kindness. When you smile towards someone, it's kindness. It's a great thing. 
Grace, some people say grace could be kindness. Love cannot be without kindness. It involves kindness. But I would like to talk to you today about unusual kindness. And uh, thank you for reading the scripture, Acts chapter 28, verse 1st and 2nd and 7. We are talking about the native people showed on us unusual kindness. It was Paul who was traveling toward Rome to be presented before the emperor of Rome and uh, to be judged at the highest court in those days. And uh, first of all, I want to clarify, what do I mean by unusual kindness? Sometimes the meaning unusual uh, could be confused. Uh, sometimes what we mean by unusual, something unusual, we mean um, something strange, something weird. So I'm not going to talk about weird kindness or strange ki kindness, but I'm going to talk about um, um, unusual, uncommon kindness, kindness that is not from this world, but out of this world, out of the other world. So, when Jonathan, the son of King Saul, met David, they became friends, remember? And um, one time, he even took his royal robe, Jonathan did, and gave it to David and his armor, and he gave to David a sword and his bow and his belt. Unusual kindness. When, when we teach our kids to say thank you to someone, we usually say it as, as a response, response for when somebody does something nice to us, something good, what do, what do, you, what do we supposed to say? Thank you. So that's just kindness. What is unusual kindness? It's when you do something to the strangers, to the people that do not deserve that you should be kind to them. They didn't do anything to you. That's unusual kindness. And so David said that he is going to always remember Jonathan, but Jonathan and his brothers and whole family, they were killed in a war. So in 2 Samuel chapter 9 and verse 7, it says, um, do not fear for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore you all the land of Saul, your father. So he finds a crippled boy that belongs to the family of Saul and Jonathan. And he shows to him this unusual kindness. Why do I say unusual kindness? Why is, was that so unusual? When the dynasty changes, when somebody comes to the throne, what do they do to the previous dynasty? Anybody who, they kill them all. They find all the 
the possible people that can become kings, emperors, and they kill them all. So David finds this crippled boy, and he tells them, him, shows him unusual kindness. He says to them, to him, you are going to sit by my table, by my right hand. Well, remember the story about uh, the, the guy who served bread and the, the, the other guy who served wine? They were supposed to be the most trusted people, right? Would you, as a new emperor, put somebody from the previous dynasty right next to you? You have so many opportunities to put some poison in, you know, in, in, in king's plate or, or his cup. That's unusual kindness. Kindness, whole, it, 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 it's when you hold the door in front of somebody. Like when your wife goes to your car and you go in front of her and open the door. That's, that's kindness, right? Um, but I'm thinking about unusual kindness. When you are in Costco, in, in that parking lot, and you see uh, an elderly person having big packages, uh, maybe of water or something like that, and you just passing by and saying, would you like some help? That's going to be a little bit unusual kindness because... You're showing it to the stranger. You don't have to do that. Into your neighborhood comes a new neighbor. Um, just moving from the six states away. A neighbor facing the holidays alone. Unusual kindness, if... Usual kindness, let's say usual kindness, is when you just say a prayer for your neighbor, new neighbor. Unusual kindness, you invite him to your house for Christmas morning um, that, that you have in your family uh, uh, house. And you give him his own gift and stocking of goodies to open along with everybody else. Acts is a book, it's a historical book about the beginning of the church, Christian church. Those who accepted Jesus Christ, they were selling what they had, and they were um, making these communities, and they lived together, shared experiences together. And the passage from Acts chapter 28 the first and the second and the seventh verse tells us about Apostle Paul. He was on a ship, Mediterranean Sea, and uh, it's a great miracle that he was in a storm for 13, 14 days and finally shipwrecked on a little small island that if you would look at the line, draw the line, it's 15 miles long. In a sea, even if you have compass, even if you know how to get there during the time of storm, it's very difficult to be shipwrecked on that island. 
So I'm sure that God was there, that he had a plan for Paul and all who was with him being shipwrecked right on that island. Have you been on Malta, anybody? No? It's a beautiful island. I, I had a privilege to be there, to see the city. Uh, has a great history. And of course, the, the history that we, we can read also from the book of Acts, chapter 28. So Malta is a small island south of Sicily, a total area uh, 122 square miles, which is uh, half of the size of Chicago. It is located 20 miles north of Libya and only 50 miles south of Sicily. So it's, it's a miracle that they ended up right there. They could have, you know, capsized the boat and just die in the, in the sea like many times happens during the storm. And the miracle was also that none of the passengers died. They got shipwrecked and yet everybody made to the shore. But it was cold, it was raining, it was miserable. So what did they do, the islanders? They showed this unusual kindness. By Bible says unusual kindness. So they went outside and they started fires. I would like to think that it was not one big fire, but it was a lot of fires. And, and the islanders were just saying, come and join us, come and join us. Because when you have more than 200 passengers, that's a lot of passengers by one fire. And they did it to the people that they, they didn't speak the same language even. These were Roman citizens. Paul could speak Hebrew. But the Malt people of Malta, they were from uh, Egypt. So they didn't speak the same languages even. They didn't look also the same. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Two hundred seventy six people landed as strangers but became embraced by the people. To be kind, you don't need to speak the language. That's the point here. And also remember from the, um, that the ship was completely destroyed. So when, when you have a shipwreck, do you take with you suitcases? Do you jump into the water with two suitcases? So these people had nothing. They had nothing to offer, nothing to give, and yet they were welcomed and they were uh, given food. And later, the chief uh, person of this island invited them home. Im imagine if you invite 276 people today 
And they stayed there for how many days? How many days? Three days. And they were welcomed there to stay, of course. They had a place to sleep and they had food to be given to. Can you feed 276 people right now? <laughs> Even one meal? <laughs> Not speaking about three days. And again, they were strangers to each other. The chief didn't know these people. They were not his family or friends. That's unusual kindness. A fire was to ensure that there was warmth. And uh, what, what was shocking was the embrace that they got from those people whom they never met before. Now, here is the question, interesting question. Do you think all of this, this shipwreck, you know, all of these people with Paul that God sent so that they can convert the people and make them Christians, is that your idea? Like, basically, like, missionaries go somewhere and they convert people, they tell about Jesus Christ. Do you think that was the idea? Or maybe Paul and his companion and the soldiers that he was surrounded by, maybe they needed to see this unusual heavenly kind of kindness. Maybe it taught Paul more that Paul could teach these people on the, on the island. You know, I grew up when we didn't have a phone even, a long time before we got our phone. And then in the Soviet Union, because it's so shortage of everything, you had to share your phone line with two other neighbors. So when it's ringing, you're picking up the phone, and you hear that your neighbor picked up the phone, and we all are speaking, trying to find out who is it calling and for whom. And then we're asking the neighbor, please uh, put the phone down. And you never know, maybe they are listening still. Uh, and we didn't have cars, public transportation was used. And I remember I was taught from the very beginning that if you see somebody who is older and, and they don't have a seat, you have to stand up and give your seat to, on the bus or on the train, um, any public transportation. And if I didn't do it, I would have a, a very, very long talk <laughs> going home or at home. And people would show up without anything, without you, your invitation. Uh, we were friends, for example. I had friends, my, my family. We had friends and relatives. Suddenly, somebody shows up. What do you do? Everybody would just start doing something, some, some kind of meal. You go to the refrigerator, you go, you know, find something to cook, and immediately uh, hospitality you should show. That's, that's how I, I grew up. Now in, in these days, if somebody shows up without telephone calls, it's, it's not a good idea. <laughs> it's not a good idea. People, a lot of people don't like it. 
So uh, I learned that if I go somewhere, someone, someone to visit, I have to phone, uh, you know, somebody. I have to do that. Because people like to be prepared. They liked to know what's, what's coming, what's going. But uh, when I grew up, that was so different. And when people would come home from work, we had benches uh, on the front of the house, and many people would just go and sit and enjoy conversations with uh, neighbors and friends. Uh, because TV, nobody watched TV, it was all propaganda. And uh, so we enjoyed connecting to people. And that's what happened here. They were trying to communicate, mostly smiling, you know, embracing people with hospitality. The unexpected will occur, unwelcome guests or unexpected guests will come, our, our, our lives will be disrupted. Um, but sisters and brothers, let us be the norm, let us be the norm of heaven. Because heaven, that's where unusual kindness is going to happen every day. May you have a great day doing extraordinary things in the most ordinary ways. Kindness is very simple. It's, it's not sophisticated. You don't have to know, have the knowledge. You just have to be kind and nice to people. Unusual kindness, radical kindness brings people together. It's going to take courage to show kindness to those who do not deserve it. Can you be kind to those people that you can call, their, it's my enemy? Let kindness work from the inside out. Radical kindness will change the world. And God shows unusual kindness to us. Because he died for us when we were yet, what? Sinners. Sinners meaning enemies of God. That's unusual kindness. The answer to many questions and problems of our world today, one simple thing, kindness. Galatians 5.22. Somebody would like to read this text? I will give a couple texts. So raise your hand if you would like to read Galatians 5.22. Okay, then. And then Romans 2.4. Anybody? Okay, and Romans 11.22, anybody? Okay, and uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 through 7. Okay, we have Jamie. Colossians 3.12. Anybody? <laughs> Will you? Okay, uh, Galat uh, Colossians 3.12. Colossians 3.12. And uh, yeah, let's let's read Galatians chapter five, verse twenty-two. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. So, the fruit of the spirit is kindness. 
it seems to be not so important, right? When you think how kindness could be so important that it is, it is the fruit of the Spirit, but it is. Let's read more text, Romans 2, 4. Yeah, the, the word goodness is translated in your Bible as goodness, but in other translations, uh, it also can be translated as kindness. So kindness of God leads to what? To repentance. So how, how important is kindness? If we don't have kindness, it's not going to lead us to repentance. Ro Romans 11 and verse 22. How is it important? Is it important to have kindness? Yes. Yes. What cut off means? What does it mean? You're not going to be in heaven, right? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 through 7. Oh, we just, we just read it, right? No, it was Romans 11, Oh, okay. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 through 7. So the grace is expressed in what way or, or how? In kindness. Grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Colossians 3.12. And Titus, uh, did I say Titus to anybody? Or probably I didn't. I can read it myself. Titus chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. But when, we, when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not on the basis of the deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, so what it says here, the kindness of God and his love for mankind appeared in Jesus Christ. And you probably remember Tabitha or Dorcas, we say. What was she known for? She was known for kindness. She was known for kindness. And Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Do we need forgiveness? Yes. yes. And only we can forgive if we are kind to one another. And uh, I love this one also. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, my favorite chapter of the Bible. 
It says love is patient. And what is the next uh, phrase? Who remembers it? Love is kind. Don't forget kindness, because kindness is so important. And I'm talking about unusual kindness, not just to say thank you when somebody is nice to you, but to say, uh, to do something to the even strangers or your enemies. Love is kind. It doesn't dishonor others. It does not seek self-seeking. It is not easily angered, and it keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth, always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And my favorite a phrase here, love never fails. Love never fa fails. Unusual kindness is a gift of God. Share your gift. Embrace someone with kindness. Smile at them. Share what you have. In this life, so little kindness, so many selfishness, so much selfishness. Embrace someone with kindness, smile at them, share what you have, uh, and be a blessing to someone today. Be a beam of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.